Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. Hey folks, CJ Grimm here from Poking Dead Things. It's a hard job doing what we do, and it can get kind of gross. We know that you work hard too, so I'm here to tell you that at the end of a hard day, nothing beats a hot bath and a cold beer. So treat yourself right and head to Twisted Willow Soap Company and indulge in a bath bomb with your favorite six-pack. Remember, the only girly thing about a bath bomb are the sounds you're going to make in excitement. Twisted Willow Soap Company. Body. Mind. Soul. I am silver and exact. I have no preconceptions. Whatever I see, I swallow immediately, just as it is, unmisted by love or dislike. I am not cruel, only truthful. The eye of a little god, four-cornered. Welcome to Black Mirror Scrying, the 84th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of 20th century poet Sylvia Plath. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meat. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And Carr almost fell over <laughs> halfway through that poem. Sit up, man. Sit up, man. Uh, yeah. He was leaning back in the, he's in one of those rolly office chairs and he was leaning back and then he starts leaning back way too no, far. No, the chair just goes back way farther than I expected. When it hit its stop, uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, I'm okay. But in that, like, in-between time of where uh-huh. I thought it leaned back to yeah. and where it actually went back to, I was like, like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> and so, it was entertaining on our uh-huh, end. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so I couldn't look at him because I'm reading the poem. So anyway, that poem was by Sylvia Plath, you right? said. Yep. And what is the name of the poem? Mirror. Mirror. It's gorgeous. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Got the, the the traditional Sylvia Plath melancholy. It does. The, it does have that kind of dark... Ominous. melancholy, ominous feel to it. Which, but if you know anything about Sylvia Plath, makes a lot of sense. But I know nothing about Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath was deeply, incredibly, horrifically depressed for her entire life and committed suicide by turning on the gas in her stove and putting her head inside of it. Ah. Mm. But her poetry that came from her pain was mm-hmm. startlingly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when you hear a certain type of poem, you go, oh, mm, Is that a Plath? Is yes, that a Plath? that's a Plath. Yes, it is. It's very spare. Very melancholy, very evocative. Mm-hmm. Good gotcha. I'm glad that you said that, that that this was Black Mirror scrying because for a minute I thought we were going to talk about the TV show Black Mirror. <laughs> no, that would be a confused. whole different episode. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> except, except this isn't just Black Mirror scrying. This right, is no, scrying. scrying in general. Black oh, gotcha. Mirror scrying mm-hmm. is the is the most common. Form That's today. the one that yeah that um, a lot of people think of yeah. first. Mm-hmm. But so okay, let's start with housekeeping. Yes, we have one new kitten. Greetings Hello, to our kitten. new kitten. We love you, kitten. And other than that, we really don't have anything because our first thing comes up in June with yep. Michigan Pagan Fest. Right. Yep. And then in August, we are going to the Connecticut Witches and Pagans Harvest Gathering yes. in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Which we are very excited Connecticut. about. Connecticut. Connecticut. Which is how my brain always tries to <laughs> pronounce that one. Connecticut. Which yeah. I think is the same reason I uh, like my first instinctive pronunciation of Wednesday is always Wetness Day. Witness day. Witness day. Like my, my brain yeah. embedded yeah. that as like this is how you spell the fucking word. Same, yeah. same, <laughs> absolutely. I do the same with Connecticut. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's and so like usually I correct it before it comes out of my mouth, but uh-huh. that's always what's happening in my brain yeah. the first time through. Exactly. So and we do have some people hoping to go to Pagan Fest, and we hope to see you there. So make sure if you do come to Pagan Fest in June that you, you say will, hello. You will have no problem finding us. That's true. No. Yeah. As and a matter of fact, they when may you put come, us somewhere different. When, no, they're putting us in the same, in the same place. place. I've already okay. had this okay. conversation. Okay. Okay. Just when you show up, know that we are not registration. We cannot <laughs> register you. We cannot help you with that. We cannot register you. In fact, we will have a sign. Yeah, says, Kiki says get a sign. Yeah, yeah. we're we'll say no. We are not registration, and put a, an arrow toward registration right, yeah, because yeah. it's literally. Right, right next door. door. Dozens, dozens of people. Oh my god! I yeah. just watched the YouTube channel <laughs> from last year. Uh-huh. From last last year, year. The all of the pagan fest from last year. We constantly were interrupted by people saying, "Is this registration? <laughs> no. Or can you tell us where? No. Nope. <laughs> can't help you with any of that. We can't help you with any of that stuff. All right. Sorry. <laughs> 
I will reiterate all of this in June when right, it's yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we Right will. now we're just remembering and thinking back like, oh boy, yeah, we gotta solve that problem. Tree Wizard Creations has already yes. created us an on-air little, sign. Yeah, yes, a little yeah. on-air sign. And now we have to put a bigger sign that can go on the wall. Not registration. Not registration. <laughs> well, since we talked about them, you can join our Tiger Kelly on a visit to Tree Wizard Creations where you can find custom engraved creations for all paths. They offer unique gifts and tools for altar, home, practice, and family. In addition to their standard product range, they offer custom commissions. If you can dream it, the wizard will create it. Contact them at Tree Wizard, that's W-Y-Z-A-R-D, Tree Wizard Creations at gmail.com. Follow them on Facebook, or you can go to TreeWizardCreations.com and find them there. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And they do make gorgeous things. Mm-hmm. So we definitely encourage you to check out what they have. Order something. Yep. yep. I think that's all our housekeeping, because uh, like Car said, we don't have any events coming up until June. Nope. Yep. Nope. That's We're true. housekeeped out. We're housekeeped out. We're kept. We're housekept. Housekept. Yeah. Now that just sounds wrong. <laughs> I know. It just sounds really no. Yeah, no, housekeeped no. isn't We're any better. So housekeeped is way better no. than housekept. Housekept. No. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, it is. I'm gonna have to agree with your dad on this one. That's just <laughs> wow. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everybody, mark this date down. Gwen agreed with Car. This is Cindy Brannon, and you're listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. What we're talking about today, obviously, right. based it's, on Sylvia Plath, scrying. is scrying. And not just black mirror scrying, but scrying in general. Right. Right. I do. So, to start with, I've never successfully done any scrying in anything. That's okay. Ever. So, I don't have a whole lot to offer here in terms of, like, practical advice. <laughs> And I've never even attempted it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. So that I've, would be—it's it's pretty much. This, this is, is an episode Gwyn, of Gwyn. This is going to be a Gwyn-heavy episode because where I am we a, all ask questions. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I because have, I am a successful scryer. Yeah. So. Gwyn, Gwyn is done scrying. I so I like I looked up. I'm sorry, successful scryers. Another know, one right? of those yeah, things. Yeah, that I'm like, like what? that's a funny statement. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I have had success in scrying. Okay. Is that better? That's better. That's, it's got a better flow. First, let's start with what What, what are the different kinds is. of scrying? Okay, right. first of all, let's talk about what scrying, the word, actually is. And it's an old English word from descry, which means to make out dimly or to reveal. And that is basically what scrying is, is you're looking into a reflective surface. Usually. Not always. Not always, but basically you are searching either, you know, water or fire or mirror or whatever. Smoke. Smoke for some kind of message and it can be some people believe it's a message that comes from deity or from spirit Mm -hmm. or the universe or wherever some people believe it comes from your own intuition your own higher self people can use scrying nowadays for personal reflection but it can also and it has historically been used for future telling you know or to determine the past present or the future right so there's a lot of things you can do with scrying Sort of, sort of the same basic underlying components as other forms of divination. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because scrying is basically in most cultures in some form or other because it, just like other forms of divination have been around, you mm-hmm. know, since a forever. Long a long a time. The first mention of actual scrying mm-hmm. is in an ancient Persian text, which is a long epic poem called the Tsunami. That is one of the first written mentions of scrying. And then, of course, the ancient Greeks and the Celtic used to do it using like black glass or stones or polished obsidian and barrel and things like that. They say that Nostradamus, they believe he did grind with water in a bowl. Yeah, a lot of early scrying, they think probably the same way they were used as early mirrors, mm-hmm. were pools of still water. Yeah, yeah. And they also say Edward Kelly and John Dee mm-hmm. had a specific bowl and that they also did wax scrying, which yeah. I think is really interesting. And you can actually, apparently, they still have their objects, their scrying objects on display at the British Museum. There's a lot of really interesting things about scrying, and it is an ancient practice, as many other forms of divination are. I think what separates scrying from most other forms of of modern divination Mm -hmm. is that it's not tool-based, it's not observational, and it's not systemized. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
augury is observation of the flights of birds. Right. Tarot is interpretation of a specific system of cards. Mm -hmm. Those are really like structured Mm -hmm. divination systems. Mm -hmm. And scrying seems to be much more interpretive. It is. It's very interpretive. It's not unlike Tassiomancy. Mm-hmm. Where you're interpreting the images that you see with tea leaves. It's not unlike Uman's. Except, that's, except, that's somewhat systemized, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The other is thing it? is though, yeah. it, with, with, like with interpreting tea leaves, you're still, mm-hmm. uh, you're still interpreting an observable that's phenomenon. A that's physical true. phenomenon. That's true. You're observing the shape of the mm-hmm. leaves. Well, now I think we get down to what specifically is scrying because there's a lot of different, there are different interpretations for what scrying is. Right. For I think it's one people, of the, I think it's one of the vaguer yeah, it is. terms. And yeah. like people come up with a lot of different terms because like you said, there's no specific, this is mm-hmm. scrying. There's not a specific, there's not a systematic structure, systematic structure it, necessarily yeah. to it. For instance, there are people who scry with wax and what they'll do is they will drip wax into a bowl of water and then just, discern the patterns of the wax, what the images are. And that's See, I don't know that I would call that scrying because like umancy, so that's kind of like umancy. Antasiomancy. Antasiomancy. But umancy is the same thing. Like you're you're taking an egg and you're dropping it into water and you're looking at what it makes Mm -hmm. and then you're and that's the that's still interpretation of observable phenomenon. Or Darren is saying you can scry the leaves though. It's a matter of letting go of your conscious mind, allowing spirit, intuition, etc. speak through random lack of imagery. I disagree. I think what distinguishes scrying from other forms of interpretive divination. So like mm-hmm. tasiomancy is a is an interpretive form of divination. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're interpreting the shapes of the leaves as with with any other form of mancy or, or wax, wax or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're still interpreting a physical thing. That's true. right. Mm-hmm. Scrying, I think, is you're staring into the mirror or the water or, or the clouds or, the clouds or I think even the clouds veers into interpreting an, an observable phenomenon mm-hmm. um, or like the, the candle flame or something mm-hmm. like that. You're staring into something that's almost a non-space. Right. And that process is inspiring or allowing the transmission of images to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. That, I think that's different than observing shapes in things. Mm-hmm. I can see the point. I just know that according to what I've read, many people include that as scrying. Yeah, I think that's too. Rather, I think that's being too vague. Too vague, like it should be more interpretive divinity. Because exactly. there's because of a substance that is witnessable. Because mm-hmm. tassiomancy is already a thing. Right. And umancy is already a thing. Because it's already that, it could not then be scrying, right? I mean, that's attributing two different types of divination to the exact same And thing. some of this comes down to the fact, I think, that we're not like, <laughs> we don't have schools of divination. Not right? anymore. Yeah. So we don't have authority systems, right, saying like, here's what scrying, the, the specific right. mm-hmm. divinatory definition of scrying versus other things. But... At least the way I understand scrying mm-hmm. is it's not the process of interpreting physical objects. Mm-hmm. It's the process of receiving visual information that doesn't exist. And our Darren uh, comments to what you were saying, saying, I just sometimes don't focus on actual images, but allow my intuition to tell me what the message in those images are. I still think that's. I still think that's ultimately interpretive divination. I think it's a more holistic and intuitive version of interpretive mm-hmm. divination. Mm-hmm. But you're still, I still, I, like those shapes are still part of your processing, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So er, earlier, I believe it was Scubus who said that they look at their popcorn ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. see the images in that, in the popcorn ceiling, mm-hmm. and asked, could that be a kind of scrying? But if you're actually looking at what images the popcorn ceiling makes, then that would not necessarily. Right, be I feel scrying. like that's the same as as looking <clears throat> clouds, right, and looking for shapes in clouds. Now, as distinct from like right now, it's just very overcast. Right, mm-hmm. there aren't any shapes in the clouds in the sky above me right now. Because it's Michigan, exactly. There's just a sort of a gray wash. I think you could scry maybe in just that gray wash of the mm-hmm. sky or in a clear blue sky. I think what we're coming down to is that it comes down to interpretation of what is scrying and what is interpretive divination or intuitive. I 
I, if I had to give a definition, mm-hmm. and you're going to, and I'm going to, distinguishing <laughs> interpretive divination from scrying, I would say interpretive divination requires a visual component to interpret, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and scrying requires a lack of visual information. That's what I've seen in the past. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends because I mean, like for instance, here I have my crystal that your father right. gave me for scrying and it has inclusions and it has patterns and shapes. And I use this to scry. Describe that process to me. Okay. What I do when I scry in this, whether I'm using a crystal or whether I'm using water or flame or mirror, somebody was mentioning that this, it really is a hard skill to teach. And Mm -hmm. that is very true. In fact, I was looking up different, you know, instructions that people have given Mm -hmm. because it is such an internal process. But what I do is, first of all, I get myself into a uh, grounded state. So I do a, a grounding meditation, then allow myself to go into, I guess you would say, a, tr- a light, light trance. trance state. Okay. After I have grounded myself, right. I usually also do some kind of protective measure. Okay. Um, some kind, of, so it can be um, a circle or a warding or sure, sure. sacred space of some sure. kind, right? And then I take whatever object I'm going to be scrying with, be it a bowl of water, uh, smoke from a can or flame from a candle or a, the incense burner mm-hmm. or In mirror, crystal, ball. crystal, whatever. Yep. I gaze at that object and I allow my, I allow my face to relax and I allow my eyes to soften as I'm gazing into this. Right. Progressive and it, relaxation. And progressive relaxation into a deeper form of trance and I allow the images to come to me of, and, and you also, I also go into it with an intention. Okay. I need you to back up. Okay. And describe to me mm-hmm. what I allow the images to come to me. Okay. Feels like mm-hmm. and means. Okay. So let's say when you and I used to do scrying sessions uh, and you would record the right. images. For to be me. clear, I was not scrying. Gwen was scrying and I was writing down what she was saying so that we could have a record of it. That's yep. right. So I would gaze into the black mirror. Mm-hmm. I would see images within the mirror that I would then translate. It was more likely, it was most likely images that were in my mind's eye, but it was reflecting to me as if coming from the mirror. Okay, so this is what I want to clarify. Mm-hmm. You're seeing images in the mirror or in your imagination? Yes. Column A, column B. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit of column A, column B, because it it comes from your your subconscious or from spirit giving you images or from your mind's eye, however you want to describe it. You're seeing the form take shape in the in the surface, in the mm-hmm. blank surface, in the surface, whether right. it's water mm-hmm. or this right. crystal. But what or you're whatever. not doing. Mm-hmm. Is looking at that crystal and seeing the shapes, the natural shapes of the inclusions, I'm and not. interpreting those no. as images. No, Correct. I'm not. <clears throat> okay. They might give me something to focus on. Like I read one woman in when she uses water, she will put a crystal in the bowl of water so she has something to focus on in the right. water. But it is the idea is that it allows you to release inhibitions. I don't yeah, I don't even know. So just release thoughts or or just allow your mind to receive. Finn said it's like a projector projecting the image on a screen. Yeah, that's a good way. Okay. That's a good way to okay. think of it. So there is actually a science reason to do that putting a thing you focus on. Mm-hmm. It's called the Troxler effect mm-hmm. or peripheral fading. It's something that your eyes and your brain do in combination when you stare at a fixed point. The information around it, mm-hmm. around that point, is static and blurry or nonspecific. Mm-hmm. What will happen is the... And it only takes like 5 to 30 seconds of concentration mm-hmm. on a single point for this to happen. Mm-hmm. But your peripheral vision starts to blur and fade out. You often see this there's a it's a there's an optical illusion you can observe to see this effect in practice. It's a little cross in the middle on a piece of white paper with a bunch of sort of blurry pink dots around it. Mm-hmm. And as you stare at the black cross, the pink dots will sort of fade yeah. until they are just until it looks like you're looking at a piece of white paper with a mm-hmm. black cross on it. And that's not because anything's changed about the image. It's just because 
your brain decided that that information wasn't important, mm -hmm. so it started filtering it out of your vision. I believe that's what we, when we say soften your vision, I think that's, that's the process. Exactly. That's um, the process. Black Pat 88 said it's like intentional tunnel vision. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. It can be very effective to opening your mind to receiving these images. And again, you go into the process with an intention. You're either asking to be shown something in regard to a specific experience going on in your life and you have a problem and you want to find it out. Or you're just saying, show me the past or show me the future. Um, give me insight into this or that. Mm -hmm. Or just show me what I need to know. Right. You, okay, you know, so, but you, so you go into it with an intention and then you wait for those images and, and you interpret same, what the, you see. Do you have to go into it with yeah, an intention? Yeah, can you just go into it open? I have found that if you just go into it open, it, it tends to be less effective. You can. It may take a little longer for images to appear and for you to interpret what those images mean. Find that it is better to at least have some sort of intention, even if it's show, show me, me what, what I, I need to know. Just gotcha. so that you give whoever Just you're so talking that, to exactly. something to work. Whether it's your higher self or a deity or whatever. The mirror. The mirror. <laughs> Spirit of the lake you're scrying in, exactly, whatever. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, because there are people who will scry in the moonlight on a full moon. They'll take a bowl or a cauldron or something out with filled with water. Right. And they'll allow get a reflection. The, they'll get the reflection of the moon and they'll They'll scry by gazing at the reflection of the moon in the water. Right. And you go into that with the intention mm -hmm. of show me what I need to know. So Mackenzie said, for me, it's like a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I concentrate for more than 10 seconds, and then my brain goes onto a roller coaster ride. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? That's true. <laughs> That's It is very much a stream of consciousness. Like when I, and Ode, you can confirm yeah. this. I, because, and I will say this, if you're going to scry and you don't have someone to record what you see, because you do, part of the process is speaking aloud what it is that you're seeing, because chances are, if you don't, it'll be like you'll a dream and you'll lose it. Yeah. You'll, it'll be just like waking up from a dream and you can't remember what you saw. Yeah, Finn says when he scries, he has a recorder. Yes. Yeah. You want to have a recorder or if you can scry and stop and take notes and mm -hmm. then, and get back into it, that usually takes someone who's got a little more skill. Yeah, more practice. More practice. To be able to do that, I recommend a recorder or someone sitting with you yeah. who will record what you see and take notes about what you see. Gotcha. One of the theories is that as you are speaking the image, what you're seeing, it becomes kind of like a feedback loop, deepens what it is that you're doing. And it is kind of a free association thing. The more, the more you do, the deeper you go. Gotcha. Does it help to have... Like when you have somebody recording, because I know I've been around when you and Ode have been doing this, mm -hmm. and Ode has asked for clarification on some things. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful or distracting in the moment? I think for me it was helpful if there was something particular that I that needed to be addressed. Gotcha. It, it, because I might usually not think to ask those questions. Usually it was something she'd say like ravens, and I'd be like, how many ravens? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That it, that, and it can be helpful because it helps you go into that further into that state gotcha. and further into what it is you're seeing because so, it can become like a whole scene. Mm -hmm. Right. So then having somebody with you as a note taker slash prompter mm -hmm. could be a good thing. That can be very helpful. That can be very, very Mackenzie helpful. Mackenzie says, are the ravens standing on your head talking to you? Very important clarification. <laughs> yes. This is true. This is true. So that's part of the process. Also, I tend to enjoy scrying at night, especially with a black mirror, because you can use candlelight. Yeah, so so here here's something I want you to do. Mm -hmm. I want you to describe the way, because you set up your black mirror in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. So I want you to describe the way you set it up and why you set it up that way. Okay. What I will do is I will have, I will be in a darkened room mm -hmm. with very little light. Very, very low very light. Very low light. So have, much so it's hard for Ode to write. Makes yeah. the, write, the <laughs> note Which tricky. usually if Ode needs some more light, I have Ode a sit behind, behind me. Yep. Right. So that the, that light isn't distracting. Yep. And then I have either one or two candles on either side of the mirror. And it's important when you're setting those up, as mm -hmm. I recall, mm -hmm. that you don't see the reflection of those candles yes. in the mirror. Yes. I just want the light to be showing into the mirror, mm -hmm. not the candles themselves. That's my thing. Right. That somebody else may be different. For instance, that woman who scries right. with water, she needed a, 
a crystal in the water bowl to focus on. Right. Me, I prefer to have the light shining into the mirror. It gives it almost like, I think someone mentioned a tunnel effect. Yeah. Right. It It creates a dimensionality. It it creates a dimensionality into the mirror. And then that way I'm not distracted by my own reflection Mm -hmm. should I catch my own reflection in the mirror. Right. So that is my process. And I can do that either with a candle flame or with a bowl of water or a crystal. But everybody is different. Like I said, I prefer, if it's going to be a long scrying session, I prefer night. I prefer dark. And I prefer candlelight. But I can pick up a crystal in the middle of the day and look into that and scry if I need to. So question, Mm -hmm. do you have, because I know you can scry on Mm -hmm. multiple things, Mm -hmm. but that's not what I'm interested in. Right. I'm interested in, do you have a preference? That's a hard question. While you're thinking, I'll let you know that Finn said during a ritual meditation bath is when he scries, Mm -hmm. so he always uses a recorder. Ah. Because it would be awkward to have somebody else sitting there recording stuff. That's a very good point. And also, that's also a really good point. A ritual bath is an excellent time to do scrying if that is part of your process. Of your process. Mm -hmm. Of preparing for a larger ritual. Right. Now, don't dodge the question. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> what is my favorite? Yes. Oh, all of them? Um, That's not an answer. I That's know. a cop out. Yeah. I yeah. know. I would probably have to say a black mirror if I'm I going that's to what do. Used most often. Yeah, if I'm going to do a heavy duty scrying session, mm-hmm. I prefer the black mirror first, then probably a candle. If I'm going to be doing a scrying session during the day, mm-hmm. I prefer a stone. Of because some kind. A, um, why is that, do you think? I'm not really sure. I don't know if it's because just of the way the light shines on mm-hmm. the crystal itself. Um, I also have a what's called a seer stone, um, but, but it has a reflective. It has one reflective edge, yeah. polished edge. I feel like for crystal for me, crystals, water, things like that are more of a during the day. I need a quick scrying session kind of thing. Something more practiced, more ritual, more intense Mm -hmm. for me is at night and with a mirror. And you own, what, three black mirrors now? Probably four. Four. Probably four. Yeah. I have a little one and I have a big one. Although my big one is right now really acting as an altar space for Hakati. Right. Um, (laughs) But I have one here on the table. I do think it's important for people to know, because I've seen this before, if you are because you can make your own scrying mirror. Right. I think the most common method is to paint um, the back the back with a, a dark black right. and put it on there. Although my friend Michaelia, she has a process that she actually learned in her family of how to use smoke right. and incense and oils to create black mirrors. It's very effective. But she would have to tell you how to do that because right. I don't know how. And it's a very intense It's a very intense. It's a very intense yep. But most people do it by painting the back of a mirror black. Selkie asks, does the size of the mirror change the effectiveness of the scrying? I do not think so, because I have a very small black mirror, and I have a large black mirror, and it's basically as long as you have that space mm-hmm. that you can um, that you can concentrate on and gaze into, I, it really doesn't matter. Size doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't change your process. Doesn't change wow. my process. That's so, so refreshing <laughs> in today's society, that size doesn't matter. Um, but I did want to say this because of this is what I was getting to. I have noticed that on some scrying mirrors, people are putting images like uh, they're they're painting runes right. or things like that. It's fine to have a decoration around the mirror, but if, okay. But, but I find how, it distracting to put something in the but mirror. How itself. is that any different than what you were talking about before with the woman putting the crystal in the pool of water? I'm probably probably nothing. I'm just saying for a, for a scrying mirror for me, it it I find it distracting. Right, but the scrying but mirror help, you have on the table someone. actually has stones around it. It has stones around it. Yeah. So are you able to concentrate just on the mirror yes. and not on the stones? Yes. Okay. And the stones are all picked. Uh, that I believe the intention is to assist with divination. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, it's looking like, looking at double checking. Like, let me see those stones. Okay, maybe <laughs> most of them. I think we got a sodalite and amethyst uh, quartz and a tiger's eye. You want me to hand it yeah, to you so you can see? Okay, here you go. It's a it's a handheld mirror that you can either set up on a frame like you would a picture frame, right? Or lay flat on a surface. So there are eight stones here. Mm-hmm. There are two each of sodalite, amethyst, quartz, and not tiger's eye. Although it looked like that from a distance, it's actually picture jasper, which is a, an interesting choice for a scrying mirror. 
And they're laid out so that they go in reverse order, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's kind of a circular mm-hmm. movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is interesting. It just depends on on what works for you. I have found with this mirror, it's best if I'm looking down from above, like having it flat, mm-hmm. and then have would have the candles off to the side, and then I look down into it as if into a dark pool, right? Kind of thing. So for me, a scrying mirror needs to just have that flat surface without something on it. Because, right. but to somebody re- else, it be- may be fine. Because to return back to our previous discussion, you're not scrying shapes in the mirror, right? You're scrying shapes out of nothing. Yeah. Yes. Basically. And or you're scrying oh. images you're, you're out the, of yourself from the projector the of your mind. Yeah. Yes, yeah. from the projector of your mind's eye. Yes. <laughs> no, don't put an eye in there. Just the projector of your, of your mind. mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is my experience and my process. So I have a question for you about the scrying process. Okay. You say you see the images, and I know from recording them for you mm-hmm. that they are vague. Yes. They can be. And you have to then interpret it. There's an extent to which scrying, at least as mm-hmm. I've seen you do it, reminds me a lot of dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's accurate? I'd say that's accurate because you are receiving images. And again, it, is, it can be a flow of consciousness. So you get these random images and then you move through those random Im- images to try to understand what is this message telling me mm-hmm. for me? Anyway, the, the images can be very random. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is a random sequence that then later later makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's an entire scene, it, but it just, it depends on the situation. It depends on the intention. A lot of times I have found when I'm just like, okay, show me what I need to know. That's when I get just random images. It's not unlike when I'm doing a reading, a psychic reading for someone, I will get yeah, that's random the thing I was images that I have to then interpret. How much is this like clairvoyance? I think it's very similar to clairvoyance. So here's a question for you. Would you say mm-hmm. scrying is just a focus for clairvoyance? That is an excellent question because there are actually people who use black mirrors and scrying to communicate with the dead. Be, as a as a form mm-hmm. of clairvoyance, right? Yep. So I think it, yes, it can be a tool of clairvoyance for people. Doesn't have this, to be. Okay. So here's, no. this is this is my my furtherance of mm-hmm. this question mm-hmm. is if scrying is a method to access clairvoyance, if you are not clairvoyant, can, can you, you still scry? I believe that you can learn. To scry, but it may be more difficult if clairvoyance is not a natural, a natural gift, gift for you. Mm-hmm. Because I believe everyone has some form of psychic ability. Some, some clair. Some clair of some kind. We all have a, an inner clair. We, an we, we all have an inner clair. And mine tends to be uh, clairsentience, which is feeling. Mm-hmm. But then that is all, clairsentience is also tied into clairvoyance. Which allows me to be able to see these images and right. and, and uh, receive visions. And Technically, like I believe all the clairs are tied so, together. They are. Hold on. But, uh, can you scry with your eyes closed? Black Blackhead oh, 88. That actually is something they call it eyelid scrying. Yeah, I feel like that's just straight up clairvoyance. That's just straight. I would feel that's just straight up clairvoyance. Yeah. That's meditating, closing, and Using the projector in your mind right. space. And this is why instead I, of an actual reflective Exactly. Surface. And this is why I ask, like, what's the difference mm-hmm. between clairvoyance and scrying if you're doing the same thing it like it's the mm-hmm. same process internally. Mm-hmm. Just with or without a tool. Right. I think it depends. It may help people who are to become more focused, who well, maybe well, not be able to just automatically come up with images on the fly. Well, and I would, like, I would assume that the mirror, like, as an animist, I assume the mirror's spirit plays some part in this oh, yeah, process. yeah, I think so. In guiding the... Projector in, of your mind. Right, and guiding the vision, right? right? Mm-hmm. But if it's ultimately still clairvoyant, like, if it's, if scrying is ultimately guided clairvoyance, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Like, it's not... It, that doesn't feel teachable to me mm-hmm. in the same way that something like div, like and divination think, by tarot is teachable because mm-hmm. it's a system with instructions. Yes, and I feel like a lot of people get frustrated trying to learn scrying because it is an inner process. It is it does take time. Some people are more naturally adept or can learn to be more naturally adept than others because 
maybe they are stronger in a clairvoyant gift. I don't, I, know, how, a, I don't know how to speci- I really am not sure how to answer that question. Okay. Car ahead. There's there's a question that Ode can answer. Okay. Okay. Are there crystals or stones that assist with scrying or clairvoyance? So, yes. Well, yes. So, <laughs> well, yes. So there are stones that assist in divination generally. Yeah. Right. And those would all be useful for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rattle off a few. Labradorite is, Which the, is what is, my sphere is. Is the big one. Labradorite is the, the primary the one. one. Okay. Uh, a lot of people will use also things like amethyst because it's a mood booster essentially. Not because it actually improves divination per se, but because it's a positive uplifting stone and it puts you in a better like headspace. A lot of people for scrying will use obsidian. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. So what I would recommend for vision stuff is tiger's eye Mm -hmm. or hawk's eye. Both would be fine. Hawk's eye may be preferable for this, actually. A lot of people scry in obsidian, and there are, I think, two reasons for that. One's Mm -hmm. metaphysical and one's historical. Mm -hmm. So the historical reason is that the very first mirrors ever created were made out of obsidian. Right. They were made about 8,000 years ago in modern-day Turkey, and they were relatively small, but they were finely ground and polished pieces of obsidian. Those are the first mirrors that humankind ever made. Mm -hmm. And after that, we moved to making polished metal mirrors, for the most part, Right. in Egypt and Mesopotamia, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then into China. And in South America, they actually made polished stone mirrors. But so polished obsidian was were, were the very, very first man-made mirrors that weren't just natural phenomena. Right. So that, I think, is the primary reason that people scry in obsidian. Okay, the metaphysical reason? The metaphysical reason is that obsidian does exactly one thing. It's, in my experience, not interested in doing any other thing. And that one thing is it eats negativity. Mm -hmm. It eats bad energy. Or not even necessarily bad, but negative energy. It, It just absorbs that. And in my experience, Obsidian has a very, like, workmanlike relationship with people. It's not friendly or touchy-feely or interested in establishing, like, a long-term connection. It's not really going to work with you on anything else, necessarily. It wants to do this one thing. It takes negative energy, and it gives back nothing. It's like a black hole for Mm -hmm. negative energy. Gotcha. I think people use obsidian with scrying because they get better or more positive results Mm -hmm. because the obsidian is eating automatically anything negative that comes in. Gotcha. So it comes with some automatic protections built in, essentially. Gotcha. Which is a and great the obsidian, idea. Exactly. And the obsidian isn't interested in interfering in the divination process because it's 0% interested in divination. Gotcha. So it's not going to help with the divination process. But, but it's, it's also not going to harm. It's not going to harm it. Right. It's right. going to have zero interaction with that process, and it's purely going to eat the negative energy that comes in, so you have those built-in defenses. Hmm, and they have a really nice big obsidian sphere uh-huh. in arts and craft. I yeah. might have to get someday. QQ Ann asked, can you use scrying to help hone your inner Claire, so to speak? I believe you can. If that is, if clairvoyance is something that you have, you feel something that you can hone and increase, mm-hmm. then I think scrying is an excellent exercise. The thing to remember is not to get frustrated because it can take some time. You do, uh, you know, you, you have to get into this meditative state, obviously, right. and that takes relaxing and then just allowing the images to come and not questioning what you're seeing. Speaking of relaxing, join our Tiger Amanda and relax with the salts of Wonderful Body Co. These soaks and scrubs inspired by popular books and characters are designed to delight multiple senses with fragrant scent and mica. You can also find a small selection of rollerball fragrances with a couple of dozens of options available. You're sure to find something you like at Wonderful Body Co.'s collection. This week, Ode is recommending the Morgan Salt Soak with Palo Santo and Sweet Mandarin. Find Wonderful Body Co. online at wonderfulbodyco.com or go directly to the shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Wonderful Body Co. That is one of my favorite yeah. soaks. I love that one. It's so good. Good stuff. And good choice. Good 
Finn Odinson says, I use Oklahoma Hourglass Selenite to mm. scry with, um, but I have a strong connection to that stone. Selenite is another general good one. Oklahoma Hourglass Selenite is an interesting choice because we've got that added grounding element from the sand inclusion. And that makes sense for you because, especially mm-hmm. because you're from Oklahoma, so you have a strong connection to that land. And Oklahoma Hourglass Selenite has a strong connection to the place it's from. So that's a very, very interesting choice. But Selenite in general does have... I wouldn't say that it's like a divination aid specifically, but selenite has what a lot of people will call positive vibrations, mm. which I don't understand or, or relate to. But I, I, I think my experience of that is that it's a, a boosting stone, essentially. So it heightens things in general. Mm. Gotcha. And I think that says... That's a good process, actually, for anything you're going to use for scrying. Just like with any form of divination, if you have a connection to something, if something really speaks strongly to you, and you're just learning to scry or want to Mm -hmm. learn to scry, use something you already already have a relationship with. Absolutely. So if it's an antique mirror, Mm -hmm. and you want to paint the, the back of it so that you can use it as a scrying mirror, that would be a good choice. So a mirror is just glass with silver on the back. Yep. So if you have like like if your grandmother passed down to you a locket, right? That's you what could I'm take about. the glass out of that locket, paint the, the back mm-hmm. of it with black, put it back in glass side up so mm-hmm. that it's still reflective, and that could be a little handheld scrying mirror mm-hmm. for you that has a lot of ancestor energy on it. Right. right. And that would be a perfect one to use if you want to connect to spirits through using a black mirror. So if you have an antique piece and you want to use it in ancestor work, mm-hmm. that would be an excellent choice. Yep. Somebody said, can you scry in your tears? But if you could gather and, enough of them. If you and could I gather thought of this of like at the very beginning of the this episode. Uh-huh. Can you scry in your lover's eyes? Actually, that is a thing. It's the that gazing into one's soul. That used to be a form of scrying. You gaze into someone's eyes, deeply into someone's eyes, and you look at the <laughs> and you see the images that are within the eyes. That's so, an old, old practice. So I think there are two reasons that works. Hirana <laughs> says, "How uncomfortable." First reason I think is the Troxler effect that I talked about before. If you're staring mm-hmm. at someone's eyes. The, their face is actually going to blur out. Yep. Which you can actually do this effect on yourself in a regular mirror by staring at your own eyes. And if you do it for long enough and with enough focus, your face will start to kind of melt. But that's a, that's an optical effect. The other thing I bet is, so first of all, sustained eye contact is super uncomfortable for humans. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're putting yourself into like an automatically different mind space to do this. Mm-hmm. But, the second thing is that the pupils, and right. if you're staring into the pupils, right. literally everything else is going to fade out, and, and you'll just have that little black dots. Yep. Okay, yeah. exactly. So my next question is, when I do own readings, mm-hmm. I stare directly at you the do. person. You That's make true. hard eye contact. I make hard eye contact for the entire length of, of the, the question. Of the question. That's true. Before I ever pull anything. Mm-hmm. So why do you do that? I think to make sure that I have a full grasp, not physically a full grasp or like emotionally a full grasp, but metaphysically a full Mm -hmm. grasp of what the question is, paying attention to the question the whole time makes my hand that I'm not paying attention to grab grab exactly what's needed. Right. So... You're it's doing a, a form of soul gaze, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. So it's a, maybe, I've never thought if I've seen images. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never occurred like to me, had... but it's complete. So that whole process, although I am listening, mm-hmm. that process for me is not really paying attention. Right. Does, does that sound... It's... You no, know? I get it. You're you're defocusing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's essentially what scrying is. Right. Is defocusing what's going on on the outside so that you can receive images. Right. From whether Whatever it's your sources. Yeah. Per, you know, whether it's for personal guidance, for prophecy. You're allowing yourself to be connected. Which, as always, you should know who you're talking to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, know who you're talking to. Which is why intention is important yeah. when you're, whatever you're practicing, whatever yeah. you're doing. There are some things to keep in mind. First of all, there is no right or wrong answer. Don't. Because it's like dream interpretation. Because it's like dream interpretation. Exactly. So, um, also, it does take time to learn. 
So don't get frustrated if you if it takes you a while of consistent practice before you actually start seeing images. Some people will receive very clear visions and very clear images. Other people it'll be random images. Some people it'll be shadowy and they'll have to interpret their feelings or what the overall message is. Right. Everyone is unique and will discern differently and will interpret differently. Right. What they're seeing. And as someone who, you know, I honor Frigga uh, as is one of my deities and whether whatever kind of divination I go to I'm going through, but especially if I'm doing it for someone else, I will always ask her for guidance of what should I, is there anything that I should not share? Right. Um, and I know people disagree with that because this kind of divination, this scrying is something that can be past, present, or future. It, it is meant to be a foretelling or it can't, that's part of its function is to be a foretelling. Is there wisdom behind telling everybody everything you see or should you be cautious and careful with what you see? It's something to think about. Black Cat asks, would a smartphone screen work as a black mirror when the screen is off? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. You can use any kind, like you could scry off your TV when it's turned off, mm-hmm. your your cell phone, your laptop, any kind of reflective surface, black surface. And then Mackenzie asks, can you use cards or other divination tools to interpret some things you see when you scry? Say yes. And that's true. Yes, and that's true not just with scrying, but with mm-hmm. any form of divination right. we do. Yeah, absolutely. We get, often yeah. do multiple forms of divination between the three of us for one question mm-hmm. so to see how they link up. For and, clarification. Or, yeah, for clarification. Or to clarify other readings. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. like, I'll pull three cards or something, and Gwen will pull three cards, and we'll each interpret that those different draws on the same question, yeah. and then... Like, there will be something unclear in my reading, so rather than pulling more clarifying cards, we'll ask a question about my reading to Gwen's pendulum and right. get a different, you know, yeah. so using different methods can help you clarify the meaning of a reading. Yes. Yes. Mackenzie suggests using a Lenormand deck or something of that nature. Yes, yes Lenormand decks absolutely. have high specificity. High so specificity. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely think that's a great for a clarifier. And so is a pendulum, I mm-hmm. think, is very good for a clarifier. If you can use one. If you can use one. And just to save so that everybody knows, like, you don't have to scry. No. no. Yeah, you no. know, it's not. I like no. I said, I've never successfully done any scrying. If right. it's not your gig, it's like any form of divination. Mm-hmm. It is a form of divination. Go with what works for you. If it is not something that you either have the patience or the time or the desire to even learn to scry or if it's just not for you or like, if it's just I, not for you right like, exactly it, and i i hate when people are like everyone can learn to do this because no. like no no like i can't make pendulums work right period and i think that would right be but the it's same. the entry level right so right, i would yeah. say that <laughs> i hate that i would say that's the same for scrying could can everybody attempt to learn yes will everybody be successful no 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 Probably and not. that's okay. And there's different yeah. levels. And there, right. and even and those who are successful, there may be different levels of success. Some exactly. may be marginally, you know, they have they, they, they get very vague. They images, get vague images, or... whereas other people get entire movies. Yeah. It right. just depends. And I want to be clear that there's not like a hierarchy of divination tools. No, it's not like scrying is the best one, and no. if you can't scry, you're not a master diviner or whatever. Right. No, like that's they're bullshit. Just... If anybody tells you that, yeah. that's bullshit. There's not a hierarchy here. They're all. All divination tools, they all do the job, they just do it different ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah. Gwen don't... just happens to be good at many, most of them. Many. <laughs> but I think that's part of it is because dowsing is, like in the forest, dowsing is strong in my family. Um, and I It think... didn't pass down to me, though. <laughs> I, I happen to be very good at dowsing, so I feel like scrying kind of goes into that category. Can you, Gwen... Yes train somebody to scry. I can say for a fact no. no. Okay. <laughs> and again, it comes down to it comes down to person you know, first of all, I can give instructions. Right. And I can show someone how I do it. And advice. And I can give advice. Right. But I cannot necessarily train someone how to scry because yeah. especially with scrying, it's not like as you mentioned earlier, it's not like with tarot or mm-hmm. runes or some other more structured kind Kind of divination. Mm-hmm. This is very internalized. It's very personal yeah. and hard to demonstrate. And hard to demonstrate because basically all you see me doing is sitting, sitting there staring, staring, staring yeah. into an object. Right. And I'm just like, 
cool, this doesn't unlock anything for me. Yeah. I did not get, like, a little ping in my database explaining how to do this process by observing it. This really is one of those things you have to just intuit. I think you you can get all the instructions. Mm -hmm. You can go through the rituals. And and it does sometimes help to go through a ritual if you are, are learning to scry. Create a space. Yeah. Create the mood. Play music. Let there be incense and, and essential oils. Whatever. Don't do any of those things if they make you feel stupid. As a, as always. Right. Before. Exactly. Right. Only do the things that make you feel witchy. <laughs> exactly. And that's the my point is if it's something that will help get you into a vibe, mm-hmm. especially if you're learning. Um, then do those things, yeah. and eventually it, it will get to the point. If you are someone who for whom scrying is your one of your things then eventually you can get to a place where you can pick up a stone in a store and, you know, be able to scry looking into that stone. Right. But maybe not, because everybody is at a different level. And it's okay, whatever level you're at. I hate using words like levels because it implies a hierarchy. Okay, so. Everyone approaches divination different. Everyone has a different specialization, let's say. Yeah, everyone has a different specialization, and you go with what works best for you so that you can get the answers that you seek. Yep. Is that it? I think think that's that's it. it. Wow. Does anybody else have any questions? quick, quick episode. For us. That's a pretty straightforward yeah. topic, yeah. but it was requested, so. True. It was, it was. Rana's husband, Chris, says, scry with smoke, incense smoke, symbolry incense There you smoke. go. <laughs> I <laughs> highly recommend that. That's a great idea. Not only gets you in the mood, but gives you something to scry with. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Out, so, yeah, take us out. So, that's it for this episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And you can find us on Google. That's where you can find us. Just the number three. Finn said it at the exact same time. Pagans yep. and a cat. <laughs> so the number three, Pagans and a cat on yep. Google. And you will find everything. We're three pack yep. on a bunch of shit. Three P-A-A-C. Yeah. Yep. Three pack. You can find us on, or, well, me. And right. occasionally, occasionally owed on Patheos Pagan. Uh, the you three will pa- not find me on Patheos Pagan. No. The Three Pagans and a Cat blog. Um, I try to write at least two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Ode writes at least once a month. And, um, let's see. Oh, YouTube, which I still have to update. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and apparently I'm yes. slacking on the TikToks. I gotta be honest, Finn, I fucking forgot about TikTok <laughs> in the yeah. move and yeah. being gone, so. And then being ill. <laughs> yeah, yep, so. There's been, it's been a, it's yeah. been Although, a I would have had a great TikTok video just the last two days because all oh days God. I was covered in fucking honey. That's yep. true. So, That's from true. head to toe. Alright. All right, so that's, that's it for that's this a episode. Mead business. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, those were mead problems. Those were mead problems. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. to clarify. Yes. Goodbye. Right. Okay. Yeah. Are we done? covered me in honey. That was <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that's a whole nother thing. All right, I'm stopping this thing. <laughs> You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com.